Hello, peoples, and once again, welcome to Moral High Ground. This is funded by the great, or produced by the great, supported by the great, <laughs> Spotify. Don't know the right words to say today, but I'm going to try to say it right. You can find this on Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, as well as the great YouTube. So, today I'm talking about mass shooting crisis. Now, the reason why I'm talking about mass shooting crisis is because it's happening way too much across the nation. It's happening all over uh, the country. It's happening in Portland, maybe. I don't know. But there's too many shootings, and it's an ongoing issue. And the solution that the government has constantly is to try to ban guns try to take away our Second Amendment. And for y'all that don't know, the Second Amendment, well, let's put it this way. People look at the amendment rights and think it means one thing when they don't analyze it enough to see that it means another thing. And the Second Amendment, where it says we have the right to bear arms, uh, is in case, just in case the government revolts against us, which means that the government decides they want to attack us and make us uh, their prey or victims or enemy. This is why we have to have arms. Now, that doesn't include the crap with all these serial killers, mass shooters, uh, rapists, people that want to just intrude and invade your privacy and your house to get what they want to obtain anything they can desire. You know, this doesn't include those. It just includes in case the government revolts against us. This is your right to bear arms. So just think about it. One day the government says to hell with the rest of us and decides to shoot us all down and put troops around our cities, our towns, our blocks, you know, and decide to eliminate us all. So this is what the Second Amendment right means. Uh, I can get into the freedom of speech thing and explain why all of you guys are using it wrong, including myself sometimes. So... <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> and I have to say myself because I say a lot of shit. But <clears throat> in all honesty, um, our Second Amendment right shouldn't be a thing that should be denied. Shouldn't be a thing to be ashamed of. It shouldn't be a thing to uh, abolish. It really shouldn't. We have families to protect, children to protect, beautiful women to protect, goddesses all over the place. Okay, we got to protect these people and elderly people. We gotta protect all these people from intruders, from traitors of the crown, enemies that will take us down at anything they want, at any cost, at any time. So the main thing we gotta realize is how do we eliminate this threat amongst our own people? How do we get these people not to wanna do these type of things? Now I'm gonna mention a lot of different people, a lot of different things, and this might be a two-parter because I have a lot uh, things to say about this. First, first of all, mass shooters, where do they come from? How do we get them? How are they just popping up all over the place all of a sudden? Well, it's a lot like the 90s and 80s where we had serial killers popping up and they were like celebrities. You know, they're coming up every day on the news. Uh, we're watching them in courtrooms. We're doing all this stuff. We're idolizing these crazy bastards. It's the same thing. I had a thing where I 
was obsessed with Tanya Harding and the whole thing and trial and even the Olympics when she went back her and Nancy Kerrigan. And it was all based off of the whole thing with what happened with her and the hitting Nancy Kerrigan in the leg and all that. And the thing, the funny thing about it was when the Olympics used to come around, I never gave a damn about ice skating. Ever since then, I gave a damn about ice skating because of Tanya Harding. So it was a bad thing, but a good thing because now I can admire women skating on ice with nice hips. It's magical. It's like female softball or softball. <laughs> anyway, it had nothing to do with what I was talking about, kind of, except for the fact that it led me to watch something. But the point of my saying this whole concept of serial killers back in the day was they were idolized as heroes of some people. And today they are because of the thing with uh, Jeffrey Dahmer that they made on Netflix. And they shouldn't be idolized. They're monsters. They're wicked people who decided to just take uh, their emotions, their unrational thoughts, and their demented behavior into their hands and just in the lives of people who might have been able to change the future in ways we can't even understand or comprehend, you know? And I believe there's something that can be done about it. It can be changed, you know? We can change serial killers because most of them come about from behavior where, let's forget about the fact that killed animals and all this crap for a second and think about the fact of what humans do to drive someone to that intensity, to want to do something so extreme that will make them a threat to humanity, to people, period, you know? And that would be being ostracized, being pushed away, being treated as outcasts, being looked down upon, being humiliated, being embarrassed, ashamed, and let's not forget the worst part of it all, being treated less than human. These concepts create these serial killers, create these people who are sick enough to want to go out and just take out everybody. We can't allow this to happen with serial killers, so we damn sure can't allow this to happen with a mass shooter. And these are things I believe mass shooters do because of this. A good example is that guy, the kid that, uh, was on YouTube talking about how much he hated women, and then he went off and did a mass shooting and ended up killing himself. This type of person pretty much pushed himself to wanting to do this because of the fact that every time he interacted with the opposite sex, it made him want to lash out. And it's understandable. Women will drive you crazy if you're a dude. You know, trying to love them, trying to get close to them, trying to understand them. And even when you think they're just sweet and docile and innocent, they show you that there's a cougar or a big-ass lion somewhere in there ready to bite your head off and cut your balls off. And this happens, why? Because, hell, women control us by their uh, feminine wiles and their soft voices or whatnot in some cases. Most times they sound like chickens or banshees. But... It's the thing that happens. And so this guy went out and did this. Now, if he just had a female friend and wasn't thinking about procreating, just a woman to talk to, maybe he wouldn't have went to that extreme. A woman that was willing to be his friend, go to movies with him, or, you know, tell him how to dress, whatever chicks do, you know. And, uh, yeah, he probably wouldn't have been that way. 
sometimes a friendly ear is all you need. And it doesn't have to be to the extreme of dating and sex. This is what's getting portrayed in our society nowadays. It has to be about sex. And it has to be about this and that. It has to be about having someone that understands you, that you're happy with, that you enjoy living life with. Someone that can come by and say, hey, are you okay? Eh, I bought you some food. You know, you want to watch a movie? You know, something normal. This doesn't happen that much anymore. It's just like... Oh, you want to be with me? And, you know, you can even try to be a friend with a female and it just leads directly into some kind of bull crap where you're either you know, forced into a relationship or you're having sex. So it's not really a, a thing that has to do with comfort and enjoying someone. And that's what we need, comfort. And I guarantee there's lots of women out there that just wants that comfort just as well as a man. So this guy went to the extreme of killing Multiple people for no reason. The shooters that go around killing black people are the most ignorant ones of all because, once again, I'll say this, we're all in the same boat. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. We're all stuck in this, you know, boiling pot of a country with multiple races, multiple ideas, multiple thoughts, multiple faiths. There's multiple, 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 okay? Multiple, everything. And we can't figure out what's right, what's wrong, you know, who's up, who's down what's going on all around. And so this is why, you know, people can't get along. And it's a simple fact that these people have a concept in their brain. It's like, I believe, you know, and I go back to that kid that shot these girls and was mass shooters on YouTube and stuff, that he did this because there was one girl, that one girl, or maybe one group of girls that got to him so deep that made him want to, that he couldn't shake it, the memory. And it just kept adding on every time a girl rejected him. Same thing with probably the black shooter guy. He probably got to a point where he was so mad and, you know, dealing with one person but could not shake that thought and just started dealing with people that kept rejecting him. So we had to find a way not to project people. We got to find a way to bring them closer, to make them understand. There's people that can make you understand the right way. And to do this, I believe you have to understand a way of being a humble person, being humble, being caring and understanding in a way that doesn't make a threat to someone or belittle someone else. Yeah, and in some cases, people that think they're uh, Christian will say things and think that, oh, I gave them some knowledge, I put God in their life, but maybe you veered them the other way around, let them away from God not close to God or not close to anything that's humble. And so this has to be thought about too in a way. I think if Christian people uh, or religious people all together decide that they want to try to reach out to help somebody instead of trying to use what you know to pass judgment, to belittle someone, to automatically throw them in a lot with the rest of the demons and devils to sit back and actually teach this stuff just by telling a story, just letting them know what's, what's going on. What happened to Job? What happened to Jesus? What happened to Moses? What happened to, to Caleb and Jacob and Josh and well, Joshua and, and, you know, Esther and Ruth and all this? Just tell their part of the story in the Bible and then tell what you think it meant. And maybe they understand better than trying to say, God wants you to do this and just 
pick out things in Psalms and Proverbs to yell at people about or Isaiah or something and go, hey, you're not doing this. This is what Isaiah says, you know. No. This is why there's so much hatred. Because you're using it to, to manipulate people and think in the way you think. And that's the problem. None of us can think what the other person thinks. This is why relationships are so complex, whether it be in a loving relationship or a family setting or even a relationship that isn't so close and intimate like boss and, and an employee or a teacher and a student, you know, they're messed up because we can't think what the other individual thinks. And this is why there's so much chaos because so many people were walking around talking about be like me, be like me. And even those people talking about being like me ain't being like themselves because they're trying to be like some celebrity or some rapper or some crap. Hell, I think I'm the last fool from the planet Krypton. Okay? But yet, I'm sitting here trying to talk about what's right, trying to bring some kind of way of thinking to your thought process that can alter your judgments and help the cause. Now, I'm not the greatest of the great, but I try to live my life in a way where I'm looking for value in people, and not just in people, but in myself. I find no need for some of the stuff that a lot of y'all desire to have every day. You know, I don't need booze and alcohol, or I mean booze and weed, or, well, and I don't need, <laughs> what am I lying about? I ain't even like, I drink, but not like that. And it's been a minute, I got like three-fifths sitting in the cabinet, ain't drunk in, I don't know, six, seven months. And when it comes to weed, it's like once in a blue moon. I mean, once in a blue moon, which is funny because when I was younger, it was all the time. All the other stuff, heroin, crack, meth, the freaking fentanyl, all that bullshit. I ain't never going to do that. Never will, never have. And I'm fucking too old to want to try. I love my brain too much. And that's the thing that bothers me even more because half these people that could be mass shooters are drug-induced mass shooters, you know? And it's the thing where this is why all our cities are going to shit. You got people accepting drug use in the cities, you know, cops pulling people over because they're thinking they're drinking beer. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny, cops. So let's say so. But anyway, so mass shooters are happening because it's a drug addicted thing, but you got people like cops pulling people over thinking they're drinking in the car and then right across the street they're doing drugs. And they don't do nothing about the drug addicts, but they want to bother the guy driving the car. You know, this is not the way our country should be. We should be strong individuals, care for one another. Any other country around the world, even if there is people that get isolated and whatnot, they still have respect for their own people because they're born in that country. They're considered a citizen of that country. They're considered a distant relative of someone else in that country. But here in America, you're already judged day one. You're judged every time you walk down the street. Hell, there's so many groups around putting so many opinions on what they think a person should be, what's right, what's wrong, and delusions of grandeur. And yet, people sit back and say, oh, that person is wrong, and this and that. When that person is actually probably right, living the right way. 
But you don't know. You're just going to label them. Hence the old episode. I did it a week ago. You know, you want to label and put freaking judgment on these people. You know, defamation of character. But yet, you don't know. You don't live in their house every day. You don't see what they do when they're alone. You don't see how they reach out to help instead of take. You know? So you drive these people to mass shootings. Let's be real about it. They used to say, sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's some bullshit, man. People say things that get under your stand and people are mad and can't get over it. This is why we have mass shooters. This is why we have people fighting, people doing drugs. They're trying to get that memory out their head that someone said to them that hurt their feelings. You know, we got we to gotta stand up and realize this is the problem and, and not play the victim card about it too. Just accept what happened, try to get over it, or just go walk up and beat the hell out the person that did it. Hence why we have violence. Because so many people were trying to get their damn memory, that thought, that anger they got towards this other individual out of their head. So it's not a thing where, and this is where another thing I disagree with, is having therapists, cops. Who the hell needs a cop to come up to you? You're already paranoid that they're going to take you to jail. Who the hell needs one to come up and try to go, are you okay? Let's talk about your mother. What was your first puppy like? Did you get that cat when you were 10? You know, who the hell wants to hear that shit? You know, we want to hear about how we're going to get out of this situation with you dumbass cops. That's what we want to hear about, you know. And we need to find a way to be real about what's going on in the world. And so this is what's, what's real going on in the world. We've got mass shooters created by our own citizens, our own government people who's lost their way and can't find their way out, so they end up in the streets dealing with something that's messed up. So we gotta find a way to end all that, you know? There's a time and a place for everything. So if these mass shooters wanna find a time and a place to take out regular citizens, I believe the time and a place for them to, to even practice and train, because most of them do, is to put their asses in the military. Create a draft of those that feel this type of way and put them against our enemies. People say China's the enemy. Russia's the enemy. You know what I'm saying? Ukraine wants our money, but they got all the hotties. They got a lot of hotties. But still, you wanna put your people where they count. And if these people can do shootings where, where they can kill multiples of people, why should they kill their own? Why should they kill their own American people? Killing it all together is wrong. But if we're going to take it to where, and I believe this is where people believed in the old times in World War II and whatnot, that true statement that was in, uh, in the Pledge of Allegiance when you say, one nation under God, individual. Under God. That quote sounds powerful if you are a believer in God. That means your whole nation is protected by God. That means God is with all of you at every moment, every time. That means God will give you the strength to move mountains. You know, they said a mustard seed you dig can move a mountain. Think about that. So with that being said, you're doing a godly duty by serving your nation, this military, to taking out the most wicked and evil things in the world. 
So if that's the case, then why is everyone godless now? Why is all forms of wickedness considered acceptable if accepted as the norm? Why is these types of things accepted to where it will push somebody that's ostracized or, excuse me, or pushed aside, disrespected, and hated into a way where they feel like they're the victims, feel like they're in pain and want to lash out. A nation under God should not have people feeling that way. It should have people feeling warm, loved, and connected with each other and God. And I say warm because when I was super uh, into learning God, reading the Bible constantly, researching other biblical texts and other ancient texts, pretty much studying every form of Christianity as well as Hebrew, Taoism, Buddhism, all this stuff, you know, Muslims, all that. I studied all of it. And I tell you one thing, it all comes off the same. But I tell you this, there's a good feeling in your soul. If you don't think you have one, do it. Study, look for that journey of God and watch the warmth come over you. It feels it feels like happiness, true happiness, almost unconditional happiness. And this is what we all want. We all want to be happy. So instead of, you know, people don't want to kill the, the serial killer no more. They don't want to kill the killers no more. Hell, the governor, before they checked out of this place in Oregon and the new one came about, made it so sure that there will never be someone that dies at a death penalty in the state of Oregon again, which is flawed because some people are naturally wired wrong. And so with that being said, I believe everyone that has that instinct, it just wants to do it and wants to be a mass shooter or a serial killer should automatically be enlisted in the U.S. military, not by choice, not just because there's a war, but because they want to do what the military is supposed to do when it comes to a threat against the country. And that's just my opinion. Okay, Yes, you can't detect who's going to be a serial killer or who's going to be a mass shooter. But this is why the connection has to happen. You have to talk to people. You see someone lonely without a friend, talk to them and see if you can relate on a certain level. And maybe you can change their way of thinking. Be someone that's understanding and caring, not try to take advantage or rule over them or belittle them or just use them for whatever you can get. Enough of that, you know. The thing I hate the most is when you meet somebody and they're already labeling you based on how you look, whether it be size, skin color, anything like that. And they don't take the time to sit there and actually sit down and talk to you. They just automatically label you. And half of it has to do with a conversation on how they feel about themselves. But you can't figure that out unless you sit back and actually analyze it. This is where I usually sit back and keep quiet and just stare and try to learn what the hell is going on. And sometimes when I'm around uh, people, especially females, they'll start yelling, how come you getting quiet? I got to study your ass. <laughs> I got to know if I put myself in a bad situation. Okay? So this has to be done.
This is it's sad to say. It shouldn't have to be like that. But there's got to be a way to bring trust back to this country, to these people. There's got to be a way to bring faith back. And I don't like using that sometimes because faith is a word that can be used by those that don't have any. Usually when it's said in a sentence, it's always like, you must have faith. You're telling us the people who lost their faith. You know, then they go, oh, I got to have faith. How do I get it? How do I do it? You know, but this is one thing that has to be fixed besides the fact that the education system is flawed. I'm going to say this, okay? We have to be better. We're supposed to be the greatest nation in the world. We're supposed to be the wealthiest nation in the world. We're not getting wealthy. We're in recession. Banks are getting closed. Credit card companies ain't being octopied right. And at the same time, people don't want to work. It used to be in handed things now, thanks to the lovely stimuluses that were going out and all kinds of other things. People are being taught bull, man. We've seen all the news kids getting books about perversion and weird sex change stuff. None of that stuff should matter when you're a kid. And the thing is, learn how to read, learn how to do your math, and try to learn how to become the person you want to be in the future. Not put stuff in your mind that ain't true and tell you it's real, and then make you sit there and waste your whole life believing in something that damaged you, that brutalized you, that mutilated you. That's ridiculous. Ultimately, people that put that wants to turn stool into that is part of the problem why we have mass shooters and things. You know, if I heard all that shit when I was in school, I'd have stepped school a long time ago. <laughs> Before high school. <laughs> Before I discovered marijuana. Okay. But it's the truth. You have to do that. You gotta, this is not reality. This is a falsehood. This was all created by people who want to control you and change society to benefit them. I believe my idea of putting these killers and stuff in the military against our enemy is a big solution since you don't want to kill them. Let them fight for and obtain their honor once again. This type of stuff would happen in like medieval times or something. You would put a guy that's been a prisoner, that's been disgraced and forced him to fight for what's right. And this is what you have to do now. You know, or otherwise a draft will come and take your kids and put them out there. And you're going to have to feel bad about it. You're going to be like, dang, I lost my child for no reason. A kid that was docile became violent by choice, or I mean by force, not by choice. And uh, I don't know. The only thing I can say is this is a society that's falling people and if you don't wake up soon we're all going to be shocked when it just happens one day where people invade from other countries where our government decides to turn their back on us it's like Biden decides to turn his back on the people he left behind in Iraq or Afghanistan or Kuwait I get confused when it comes to all three okay but either way out there in the Middle East and we can't do this. We can't turn our back on our people. Rather, what color they are, what skin color, size, 
part of the region of the country they come from, we must stand together strong, powerful, as a force of the greatest nation of the entire country in the world. We must come together and bring all mankind to understand a world that will unify and connect. Like, you know, they say, one nation under a groove getting down for the funk of it. Word. And with that being said, I'm the great SLK. And I'm saying God is with all of us, inside of all of us, and we all want to be happy. So we got to search for that happiness and that goodness inside and not let it vanquish and get pushed aside for something darker that will destroy us and take away our souls. We need this light to show us the way to righteousness. Anyway, peace be with you all. Blessings upon you always. And good job to all of you guys to stay strong and do what you can to make a life of value, happiness, and greatness. So, until next time, peace, solid snake.